Thanks for tuning in. I'm Joel Amidon. And I'm Ann Monroe. And this is The Road to Better Teaching, a podcast series where we discuss stories of teacher development. Hey. We're back. We're back. On the road again. On the the road again. again. We promised no singing. Uh, Who promised? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got a great story about that song. That song was really popular when I was growing up in the early 80s. And my mom um, was a very busy lady. She had five children and ran a nonprofit, among other things. And she was always on the phone. So we changed the lyrics for my mother and, and used to sing to her on the phone again. On the phone again. On the phone again. She can't, just can't wait to get on the phone again. We're on the microphone again. We are. There we go. And we've decided to uh, shorten up a few things. We changed the, changed the name of the podcast, but everything is the same. We're still talking about mile markers on the road to better teaching. But it's the road to better. It's the road to better it's teaching. It's the road it's to just, better teaching. It's just the road to better teaching. Sometimes you just editors need a good editor in your life. Yep. So, so Anne, we're here to talk about season one. It's in the books. Wow. Yeah. We had a couple of Emmy nominations. <laughs> <laughs> the Grammys overlooked us. That's right. Uh, I'm still waiting from. Uh, <laughs> we did win the Emmys. For Spotify to send, I don't know, whatever, the, the grand spot. I don't know what that would be. The, is, uh, is it like a check for how many listeners we had? How many listeners? I don't know. But that's why we're assigning this with to every class that we teach here. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Anyway, that's ethical. That's right. So we thought uh, the, as a first episode to season two that we'd come together and talk about kind of an overview of last season and talk about the lessons we learned, um, things that were eye-opening to us. And so one, that's what made this experience cool is that we got to, we got to learn and hear all these stories. And then two, we get to share them with the listeners out there. And so, um, just, yeah, we're just going to go back and forth, share some learnings, and this will be kind of the kickoff episode to season two of the road to better teaching. Great. Looking forward to it. All right. So who wants to go for it? You want to go first? Sure. Okay. So just a, something that, um, after thinking about the episodes from last year, season one, uh-huh. and all the folks that we got to listen to and uh, the different, we, we had several pre-service teachers that we spoke to mm-hmm. at different levels, beginning their uh, journey as a teacher, f- finishing up their uh, pre-service um, teacher experience as seniors, and then even talking to faculty members who'd, who'd been teaching for decades. And um, one thing that stood out to me was a, a common theme that's really important to me. So it, you know, I noticed it. Mm-hmm. So many people talking about the emotional well-being of students. Mm. And yes, they were talking about their content. They were talking about teaching strategies and things. But there was a lot of um, mentioning and discussion around um, creating a positive emotional space for children in the classroom. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, we had conversations with um, Brandy mm-hmm. at the DeSoto campus. Yeah, who yeah, talked Brandy to her, Thomas. Yeah, Brandy Thomas. Her uh, really entire podcast was about that. But also other people that touched on, the, you know, the importance of, of meeting your kids' emotional needs in the classroom. And so because that's important to me and something that um, I think about a lot, that stood out as sort of a common theme across many of the podcast episodes. So... It's just an important piece of teaching, regardless of what you're teaching, yeah, or who you're teaching, uh-huh. or what level you're teaching. Whether you're teaching 
college-age students or kindergartners or um, sixth graders yeah. or, um, you know, 18-year-olds in high school. Right. That was a common thread through a lot of conversations that we had. So that was that's probably the first thing that stood out to me when I was going back and thinking about season one. Yeah. Well, and also, I guess, connecting with that was the, and I have a lot of, like, the power of sort of statements, and one of them was the power of being seen. Yes. You know, like, yes. I think it was Kayla talking, and Kayla Luke talking about, like, seeing her uh, kindergarten teacher in the, in the grocery store and almost crying just from the relationship. Was at the Target. Oh, was at the Target. She ran into her at the Target, <laughs> at the target. and just saw her face and got emotional. Yeah. So like, you know, and, and so that was like scene of the teacher, but also just, we heard the statement, like my, this teacher saw me when we talked about the powerful, like just so that, I mean, that talks about like, not just, you know, seeing them as a, as a a student in the classroom in the, in the sea of faces, but actually seeing the person and who they are and, and their interests and their, you know, building. And like we talk about building those relationships with the students in order to be the best teacher that you can for them. And then, because we heard that multiple times. We like, did. The and teacher I, saw me. I think that's such a, to me, a, um, a powerful way to say that, that they saw me. And mm-hmm. I think, like you said, it speaks about seeing me in a lot of different ways, but seeing my needs, seeing what I come to the table with, seeing me as a whole person, as somebody that's valued. Mm-hmm. And I think that that such a powerful message. I remember when Kayla said that early in the season, it really um, it made me emotional. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's part of that piece, I think, that I was seeing that thread, that pattern of the importance of connecting emotionally with your students as a person. Yeah, and, and that's, and I guess that's something like we, we talk about every now and then, like that's what makes this job, I love this job, and that's what also makes it hard too. It's like you, you get these, and, and we, we had a conversation, I think we talked about it in the podcast, but we definitely had it in our class where, you know, we talked about some people like being upset and sad, you know, about um, just having a rough day. And it's like, you know, and I guess you're going to have these highs, but you're also going to have these lows in being a teacher because you are having these emotional connections. And so it can get emotional. You know? Yeah, it's a it's a, a, a job where you're inter, inter, interacting with humanity on a daily basis. Yeah. But it's cool to have a, a job that you care about so much because there's so many people that they don't you know yeah and so I wouldn't want a job where I couldn't connect with someone on a human level on a daily basis yeah and I think that was all you know I think the people that we talked to last season they all had that desire and need yeah themselves for human connection which I think makes them um sets them up to be a great teacher yeah or they already are a great teacher absolutely what about you Joel what did you notice well, I just did the last one. I did be oh, seen. Oh, the be seen. You add, you tagged to mine. I tagged be you. seen. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. I got another one. Okay. Um, so this was interesting, and I felt also a thread that ran through several of the stories that we heard last season. The I, the importance of professional development mm. to pre-service teachers and in-service teachers. Yeah. That sometimes professional, de- and oftentimes really quality professional development can change the trajectory of somebody's career. Mm. We saw this with Candice Cook. Yep. And uh, her experience with the... Um, Project Prime, Project, Project Delta. Project Prime, Project yeah. Delta. We heard it, I believe, with... Um, Patches. Patches, mm-hmm. Calhoun, 
Uh, we heard it with Austin Jones talking about Sunflower County Freedom yeah, yeah. Project, uh-huh. and that was obviously a, a volunteer piece, but he had some professional development oh, with that training, et cetera. Yeah. And he talked about some other things, some other professional developments. But uh, we had Hannah Farnlocker come in and talk about your class and what right. she learned about the, um, the instructional the, triangle. The instructional, instructional triangle. Um, and so that stood out to me as something unexpected. And I, I guess it shouldn't have been unexpected, but I just assumed that a lot of people would be coming and talking about an experience they had with a child, like right. a one-on-one experience yeah. or something like that. But they really spoke about how those professional development opportunities changed the way they either thought about teaching or actually changed their teaching style yeah. in, in like in terms of like candies or patches and um, and so and I think Nicole Robertson was even talking a little bit when she talked to us about some of the she was talking about development opportunities, yeah, the yeah. professional uh, development opportunities that impacted her and changed the way she started uh, the things she was delving into with AP sciences and looking at some of the areas she'd never looked at before, right. area things she ta- had never taught before. So that was fascinating to me. And as someone who trains teachers, it's really nice to hear that, yeah. that those things are impactful and people are listening and they are looking to improve and, and really grabbing onto some of those opportunities. So that ties in with, um, well, and I'm not going to piggyback again, but I was just thinking of the, you know, we were both teachers where sometimes we went to professional development opportunities that we might not have necessarily selected. Um, and the quality of them could have been, you know, uh, debatable. Right. But I remember my friend, um, Courtney Kessler, she would talk about, it's not a professional development. I'm not going to a professional development. I get the opportunity to develop as a professional. And so that's a good way of looking. So like having that posture of I'm looking, I'm, I have an opportunity to develop today, and how do I receive that? Because who knows, like, you know, if Hannah was in a random 352 class and that happened to be a moment, or, you know, the, the Project Prime had, like, so many different instances where it was, you know, I th- remember with Patches, she identified a single problem that was like, oh, the locker problem. Oh, my gosh, that changes my ideas about teaching. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're if you're not ready for those, if you're not leaning into those moments, I mean, those moments could pass you by. That's, you know, thinking about now, that could be the moment that you're, shopping on your <laughs> your phone or something yeah. you totally missed it you missed a mile marker right well yeah and that the phrasing you just said that was uh, that I, it's an opportunity for me to develop professionally puts the person in an active mode mm-hmm. of receiving instead of sometimes when we say professional development it's a passive mode of getting through it yeah yeah <laughs> and we and 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 for you know that's because there ha- there are a lot of professional developments meant workshops or, um, you know, opportunities that are presented at schools that teachers maybe aren't getting as much out of because they don't have a lot of choice. Right. And I think it's more of the structure of how that works and that there's so many other things teachers need to do during the time period where these professional developments are offered, like set Set up up their their classrooms, get ready for the kids. And so I think, and if you do look back, now that you said that, Joel, if you look back at the folks that spoke to us last season, all the professional developments that were mentioned, with maybe the exception of a class like that Hannah took, were chosen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, good. even now that I think about it, my podcast, where I talked about the Dynazyke workshop that I went to as a first-year teacher, yep. that was something I chose to do. Remember, I had to take yeah, off a day, and uh-huh. I didn't even know how to take off a day. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, what, how do I ask to take off to go to this professional development? But that was a choice. 
So I think that's powerful too. Right. And something for that's a good point. folks that work with teachers to think about is that when you have, when you give teachers the choice of what, of where and how they want to develop in what areas, it's more powerful. Yeah, a little and, agency. And they come to it in a with a um, a stance of action uh-huh. um, instead of a passive stance. Yeah, because on the road to better teaching, it's better to drive than just to get on the bus. That's right. We always say that because life is a highway, Joel. There you go. <laughs> on, the, on the road again. <laughs> I want to drive it. <laughs> drive it. Yeah, that's right. All day long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's I love that what your friend said. So who? So it was, it's that. It's an opportunity for me to develop professionally. Right. That's yep. great. Mm-hmm. So I'll use that sometimes, like if we're not having class, like, oh, so we don't have class. No, you have an opportunity to develop as a professional in whatever way you see fit. You mean we don't have class? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that happens very rarely. Anyway, so, uh, but in... I guess this does tie in. I guess we had we have some similar minds, and, mm-hmm. but I just talked about the power of moments, right? So it was like the power of professional development, but like the power of moments in um, in developing te- and just thinking about that from a teacher's perspective, as a teacher of teachers' perspective, or just as a teacher. That's like again leaning into those things and seeing like you know, what might happen today and being open to those possibilities. And I think sometimes we're, you know, especially like, you know, we've taught classes, the same classes several times, and you get kind of like a way of thinking about and predicting some things. But even like the other day, I was doing a math problem that I was introduced to by Meg Meyer, and I do it in class in order to show students like this. It's really a a different way of thinking about like systems of equations, not to bore the audience here but uh but yeah exactly. no no it's great it's a great problem and i've done it several times and i remember my um my colleague or meg meyer who introduced it to me she had done it like for years she actually designed was one of the designers of the curriculum and i remember when she would do it with my methods class when i was a, a doc student a teaching uh, doc student at, at uh, wisconsin like she would come in and do that problem and i remember seeing the excitement on her face Every time, because she's like, somebody always does something a little bit different. So, and like, he's always like leaning into it. And so thinking about, and and even too, this past week, like someone in my class, like they did something I hadn't seen before. And I was like, it was pretty neat. And it's like, and and it's like the being open to those, those moments and the power of moments. There's a book by Chip and Dan Heath that's called the power of moments that I talked about on my other podcast. But in there, there are several examples. One of them is of, of, a from schools where they people create these moments for their students, but it's like one of them is like where the big buildup for this one class is to hold this court case about some literary figure, and they kind of have a mock court sort of thing. But it's mm-hmm. the big buildup, and people come and watch it, and right. it's like it's this landmark thing for these kids, and it's like it's a designed moment um, that can happen. But then also too, just knowing that those moments can happen on a day to day basis as well. Well, that, and that's something I thought about looking back at the season. It's very similar to what you're saying, that you never know what has an impact on a teacher to make them think differently about mm-hmm. their teaching or try something different. So it's kind of this, you, you said it better in saying the, about the moments. But I was just sort of thinking Thank like... Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <clears throat> you never know what's going to impact somebody. Like, it was the locker 
problem for Patches. Mm-hmm. It was something else for someone else. It was the instructional triangle for Hannah yeah. Farnlocker. Um, and you you never know. Yeah. And, and everybody is so different. And what a takeaway they have or a moment, they may have a moment where somebody else doesn't really have a moment or it doesn't, you know, ring ring as clearly to them as it does to someone else. So, you know, making sure people have lots of varied opportunities. And it's what we teach our teachers to do in their classroom is, you know, you never know what's going to um, get through to somebody and work for one person and then may not work for the next person. Yeah. So uh, that was something I picked up. It's just you de- you never know. So going along with that, and, and given that, you know, I know your research is on shame, like we we're talking about the power of moments from a positive direction too. You can also think about it from a negative direction. Oh, yes. And so, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I guess, you know, we've heard those positive things, but we also want to think like, hey, moments are powerful. So even yes. like it's just one comment or one off moment, that could be, that could be powerful, not to put stress on people, but like just to make known, like the moments count, <laughs> all the moments count. Yes, and you don't know how someone's going to take something. Um, and being very careful mm-hmm. about how you say things, what you say, how someone might take your words, or especially with the power we yield as teachers. Yes. It's so important to be careful about how we communicate to our students and what we're communicating. Because we do have we do have the you know exceptional power power to do good and unfortunately exceptional power uh, to harm mm-hmm. if we're not careful. So and even in with best intentions, sometimes yep. um, we can do things that aren't so great for kids. So just being very careful about that. But yeah, you're right. We have to think about the good and the bad. Yep. Um, and then, uh, well, I had another one. Do you have another one? Go ahead. All right. I was going to talk about the I see in you statements. So, and this is not necessarily from the episode, but like you think about the, the people and some of the, we reached out or reached out. Yeah. Reached yeah. out. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah reached out. I'll, to, I'll check with my grammar specialist <laughs> yeah, exactly. later, but you're asking the wrong right. person. To our, uh, uh, to our colleagues and ask for like people to send, send folks our way. And you think about like the, you know, the ICNU statements of like that, you know, the people that were selected like, and, or even the folks that we selected too, like the ICNU and I'd like you to come share this, you know, and it's almost like that's, we could be doing that more. Like, not that everyone needs to be invited to a podcast, but like thinking about the power of like ICNU, uh, this ability or this, these assets and, you know, for the classroom or for, you know, to become on a podcast, but just, or even just as professional to professional, like, you know, I see that you do this really well. Okay. Can you share with me about that? Learning from each other. Right. I think that's a lesson for us in, in the school of education or just in generally in teacher training, our students come to us with a lot of experience. They've been, in the classroom themselves very recently as a student. They're in their field placements. They're listening to all sorts of people telling, talking to them and um, providing experiences around teaching. So they're in the middle of it. They're mm-hmm. in the thick of it. They have ideas. And just like you said, I see this in you, and we were able to hear from people that, like Brandy Thomas in DeSoto that I was extremely impressed with. I didn't know who she was. And she's saying things that, 
are exactly what I, <laughs> what I'm constantly talking about, what mm-hmm. I'm thinking about with my research, what I'm, what I find is the, the most important thing. Yeah. And she's exemplifying it. She's, you know, personifying it in the best way possible. I didn't even know her. Yeah. Because I didn't have an opportunity to interact. But because one of her professors said this would be a great person to talk to, yeah. I get the opportunity to hear from somebody like that who's going to be a phenomenal educator and learn from her. And because someone said, you have something of value to share, we need to hear from you. Yeah. So we need to take those lessons in teacher education and do more listening mm-hmm. from our pre-service teachers. What are they telling us? What do they have to say? Teaching, yeah. What are, what are they, they teaching, teaching us? us? Yeah. Um, I love that idea, Joel. You know, sort of like, um, you need to hear from the student of mine. Mm-hmm. They've got things to share. Um, that I would love to see more and more us do more of that. Yeah. Showcase, like a showcase. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and the thing too, I guess, is you know this is par- this podcast is meant to parallel the 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 process of developing um, artifacts for our portfolios that are that our undergraduate candidates and some of our uh, MED and leadership candidates are doing. And to identify these moments of their teaching and reflect on it. And so that can be hard, especially when you are in the weeds. Like you're, you've you just had the experience. You just had something like, and to have somebody on your side next to you to not only say like, I see in you this experience or whatever, but Hey, I think you just had a moment and you just like help them helping people out, especially too. And it's not just to, to complete a portfolio, but it's also to help folks see like, no, something significant happened here. Like the way you're talking about this, the the way you're talking about this instance, the way you're talking about this student, it's like there's a shift here that happened. And to help to be colleagues that help each other like see that um, sort of perspective. Like I know like, you know, just in talking about our uh, relationship and, and some of the work that we've been doing, I mean, I think a lot more about like the role of shame and how to minimize or mitigate it within a, an environment to help make sure that, you know, think about, was it Nathanson's compass of shame and, mm-hmm. and yep. And all that. And so like all that to helping me and in, in develop as a, as a teacher educator, but then, you know, thinking about it because we get opportunities to talk back and forth about these sorts of situations, but having that, that partner, that teaching partner, those, those, you know, peers, and we see our, our, our teacher candidates are, they're always talking to each other, but to be that kind of mirror for them to say, Hey, I see that this seemed like a pretty cool thing that just happened. It's not just like, that was a good lesson. Like, I think you had a, a growth moment there. Um, and like, those are good because that, that also feeds into, Hey, I made progress. <laughs> like I'm getting yes, better. <laughs> I'm getting be- and also just acknowledging that you're doing good things. So since we're on the road to better teaching, it's like having a passenger in your car. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's like you need passengers, right? That's right. You need fellow road trippers. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes those road trippers are experienced road trippers, and they, you know, can give you direction. And sometimes they're just peers alongside you, encouraging you, um, listening, seeing what you're doing, you're seeing what they're doing. So I think that's a great, I think that's a great point. Um, And really important if you, I just remember being a young teacher and going back to this idea about professional development, we'd whine about it and moan, you know, and be like, we just want to be in our rooms or like, let us plan with each other. Yeah. Like I know there was a lot of um, asking for time. Now they have a lot more 
you know, with PLCs and opportunities for that, which is fantastic. Yeah. But we just wanted time to be in our rooms or work with another teacher or work with our fellow third grade teachers or, and, you know, plan something. Right. And so teachers are really great at doing things like that, working with each other and right. planning things together if given time to do it. Right. Exactly. And great things come from that type of collaboration. Right. Um, great things come for kids. So just like, uh, the great Ted Lasso and coach beard, they got a, they've got a thing. They got a thing. They got a thing. They got a thing. You got any more? I just, the, just the quality of the people we talked to, just the, I just enjoyed, um, talking with the people I already knew and learning a little bit more about them. But then also, like I said, meeting people I hadn't, I did not know. And just the quality of the people we talked to, impress me the quality yeah. of our teacher candidates they're just fantastic and yeah. I say this all the time we have the best students on campus because we do <laughs> we do I mean you if you've got students in your classroom and you say does anybody have you know a marker and they pull out 50 and all of them have markers scissors glue <laughs> highlighters staplers they're organized they have color, they're the best yeah. um but they're serious they're great they're committed they're passionate and then the professionals we talk to same thing yeah. committed, great, serious, passionate, doing good work. So I think just the high quality of the people we talked to, um, what they had to say, and just the amount of learning that happened for me, listening to others um, was fantastic throughout the whole season. Yeah, and I think, I, in, you know, as we're wrapping up, I think honoring, honoring these stories. And so honoring and sharing them at the same time, it's a pleasure uh, mm-hmm. to do that. And just... I don't know. I think sometimes teachers don't get the best. Well, I'll say it. Teachers don't get the best rap all the time. No. And so to, to share these certain, be like, no, 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 this is a teacher. Here you go. Yeah. Listen to this. You know? Yeah. It's impressive. And so that, I think that for me, that's something that was a standout, just the high quality of the folks that we have in our program or that we have graduated from our programs or that we have in our schools working today. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We good? I, we're good, and I'm looking forward to season two. Do we want to? Do we want to give any um, sort of what? What do you say when you um, like teaser? Like when you give, will you give a little information about what's coming up? And you, what do you say? What is that phrase they use? Like when you tell what's going to happen in season two of a show, or like, like a, you know, like a trailer? No, you I know, mean, it like is you a give tease. It, like I mean, yeah, like a like you're trying to. Have you booked somebody? Well, you had an idea. <laughs> I was just going to drop a little. Um, oh, oh, information like you had an idea that I really liked. Well, like, I've been teaching be... all day. I, I can't remember anything. <laughs> so in season two, folks, in season what we're two, trying to say coming up is that there's going to be maybe a little twist on things, and you might hear from people that you don't expect to hear from. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. So there are great teachers in all walks of life doing different kinds of teaching. So I think yeah. we're going to maybe have uh, a guest or two that you might not expect us to have who may have something really awesome to say about teaching. Yeah. Um, so I think you'll see some things in season two that you didn't see in season one. That's right. Um, I did have a great idea. I you forgot. did have yeah. a great idea. I can't remember how to say it, though. That's my, <laughs> so that'll stay the same from season one. I won't remember the word I'm supposed to use or how to say something. All that's the same. There you go. Um, but I think we'll have some kind of different takes on uh, who we might invite, some yeah. different folks. Yep. And, and some of the same types of folks we had last time with some pre-service teachers from different programs, yep. um, some educational leadership folks, right. um, 
that are going to be training to be principals and administrators in schools, and so and then some other some other types of teachers. So I'm looking forward to a great new season, and I hope you guys are too. Yeah. So, you know, thanks to you, Anne. <laughs> thanks to you, Joel, for uh, sharing some of this uh, our own mile markers on our road to better teaching. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you out there who've been listening and tuning in to the road to better teaching. This episode may be over, but the road to better teaching never ends. Please subscribe to the podcast so you're notified when the next episode's ready for a listen. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the podcast. You know what? You can also share the podcast with someone you feel feel may be interested in these stories of teacher development. You can uh, check out the show notes for this episode at roadtobetterteaching.com. And finally... Thank you to all of you listeners out there for taking the journey to better teaching. This road, this world is a better place because you have used the gifts you've been given to teach others. And just saying that this podcast is an Amazon Planet production. <laughs>